great. Hi, everybody. Everyone's actually here this time. You want to say hi? Hi. Hi. It's the whole crew. Um, I'm Sarah. Welcome to Roots to Reason. I'm your host. Um, and this is this is the last episode, guys. Feeling a little emotional. <laughs> um, for the past five episodes, you've heard interviews with folks from the wider Missoula, Montana area. But today, we're just here as the editorial team, reflecting on the process. And... Yeah. <laughs> How did everyone feel with this pr- project? I mean, we've been like working towards this thing for four years and now here we are. Like, does it feel like an appropriate end to what we've been doing? Yeah. Um, I guess my call experience is pretty brief. You know, two and a half years. But. It felt good to, like, end it with you guys. I definitely... I didn't really know what to expect from a capstone project. But I'm really happy with what we did. Because I think... Even though it may not totally... It's not going to reach a lot of people. But I think it meant a lot to each of us. And the people that we interviewed. Which I think is, like, the most important part. So I felt really proud good yeah i'm pretty sure you were the one in our like very first meeting who's like we should do a podcast yeah wasn't it you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah had that been on your mind i think that popped in my mind like when we had the meet with your potential teammates and then decide who you want to be your teammate and talk about projects i guess overall i feel like our project which maybe this is me personally (laughs) seemed better than others which is such a bad thing to say (laughs) but I think the overall idea was really really cool and not something that I ever thought I was ever going to do because I'm a very introverted person and I do not like talking to people (laughs) Um, but um, it was really just awesome to see how we were able to connect so many different people from so many from around Missoula but then also outside of the city and also in very different backgrounds, how they all connected. And no matter who we talked to, we were able to connect every single conversation with a different person that we were able to speak to. I think that this was a really cool experience. And like what Abby was saying, I never thought that I'd ever like do a podcast and like have it be on Spotify and everything. And I'm like very much like technical. My education is very like technical. So like this was very like social science. Um, and that was really cool because I'd never really gotten to do that, um, like working with people. So it was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I think as far as working on this project, like being a wildlife biology major, I feel like being much more interested in like animal biology and like managing wildlife is kind of an interesting perspective to bring into it. But I think overall the project was good for me um in that having like conversations about kind of polarizing topics at times um is important uh in my field because that's kind of a lot of what wildlife biology is is uh kind of working with people on contentious issues and coming to a some sort of compromise or resolve but yeah i i'm 
thoroughly pleased with what we were able to put out in this semester. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, this podcast kind of meant a lot to me because I was able to put together everything that I've been learning the past four years all into one project. Like I was able to be the expert and show the people that I was interviewing that like I know what I'm talking about. And I think that's really important and was kind of a good learning curve also just like creating a podcast like what (laughs) (laughs) like I can tell people now that I have a podcast and they can be like what's your capstone and be like hey here it is scan this QR code (laughs) and I think that's really cool because a lot of people do projects that are like research projects and like they don't want to read 15 pages of your research but like they'll listen to it (laughs) and I think that's really cool um so I'm also really proud of us that's so true and honestly an aspect of this project that I haven't really thought of like I've done research before and you know tried to tell people about it and you just hear like watch their eyes glaze over (laughs) yes yeah no one wants to read a big old thesis um but yeah I think that that's something maybe one of the coolest pieces for me of this project is how accessible it is like for the general public so yeah super cool what was most challenging for everyone editing (laughs) um I, i know we talked about this quite a bit but like at first i was super frustrated with the different audio pieces and the quality and how i couldn't make it any better or it didn't flow very well but then after, like, reflecting on it more, and even after the judge asking that question, we wouldn't have been able to reach the people we reached without that audio quality. Could you tell them what the, the question was from the judge? The judge just noticed that there was different sound quality in each of our audio clips and asked why that was, and it was because we did Zoom audio and we did interviews in different locations, so it wasn't all uniform. But I think that was also a big point of our podcast, is it was, like, raw, and we just were able to meet with a lot of people because of that. So, no, I'm okay with it, and I've accepted it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And probably getting... I didn't realize how hard it was to get people to have conversations with each other, and even just, like... I guess that was a challenge, is not being able to reach those who were, I guess, a little bit separate from the environment. Having minors would be really interesting. I think the biggest challenge, I think, was editing, but, like, also I didn't edit. And I guess (laughs) I just, it was kind of just, like, this, like, scary, ominous, like, thing of, like, editing. We have to spend this time editing. And, like, I think deciding what to keep and what not to keep was challenging. But I think... Our podcast, like our final podcast, it was like a really good end product. Yeah, kind of in a similar vein there. I feel like the pe- especially the people like I talked to, who for uh, Bob from Free Cycles and Carrie, the director of the Wildlife Film Festival, I feel like they're just about as conscious of the environment you can get as far as like level of advocacy that they play, how they've like altered their lives for it and just their career um so i've i'm i have stopped and asked like kind of wondered to myself like how 
if I had interviewed maybe someone from a different background who like is pretty like it's not as environmentally conscious how that would have gone and how I would have been able to handle it because I feel like a lot of conversations that I had with Bob and Carrie were a lot of yeah no I definitely agree with that and pretty much zero like I don't know about that or just that sort of awkward conversation that we're kind of looking to get into and dissect in this uh, project yeah I definitely think that was a challenging aspect I also think kind of like I said before like I know I am an expert on this topic like we've we've done the research we know what we're talking about but I also found it difficult to show my interviewees that I was the expert like they are much older than I am and have a lot more knowledge and like time in the field than I do which is great but like being the person asking them these questions and not not knowing as much as they do I don't know like it was different it was different for me to try and be that adult (laughs) Like, I am in this field, and I'm graduating with this degree, and this is what my career is going to be. Um, I think that's kind of odd to think about and was, like, a weird hurdle for me. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like, we're emerging expertise, mm-hmm. you know, but we're all lifelong learners. Like, I, in several interviews, people commented on how they were, like, excited to hear our perspectives and like oh how interesting and like cool that you're doing this thing you know I'm sure that they're learning things from us as well I think something else that was challenging was just like the conceptualization of the project like it took us a long time to nail down this very nuanced angle that we were taking like what is the what is the point and the end goal of this podcast? It took us, I think, a long time, a lot of talking. But I'm really happy with with the approach that we ended up taking, like asking all kinds of people, not necessarily experts, you know, just normal people under the assumption that a whole world full of normal people are the ones that are, like, shaping society because it's made up of individuals and so therefore everyone's story counts I that was really powerful for me um have you all like practiced these concepts outside of our project have you had any challenging conversations yes. you have <laughs> let's yes. hear it tomorrow <laughs> I have have tried to have these conversations outside of our podcast um I have a family mem- member my twin brother very different opinions on environmental issues um very different opinions on all issues um but (laughs) putting what we learned in this project like into a actual conversation that isn't like an interview was really difficult I found um especially when it's someone that you're so comfortable with like my brother because like I'll just start cursing you out you know like it's like (laughs) you know you just get so frustrated and it's hard to like keep a level head and be like okay this is what we learned like this is how you have a substantive conversation um so I found like in the moment it was very difficult I had to take a breath had to think back to what we were talking about in these podcasts um but overall it was very helpful and I think by the end of the conversation we did have like some sort of not like a mutual understanding 
understanding, but it was like a mutual ground. It was like an even, like, I understand where you're coming from. I understand where you're coming from. And it kind of worked, I guess. And we both kind of left the conversation having like better feelings about it. And I think that's good. Like that was kind of the point of it anyway. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. You won tomorrow. It was very difficult. It's not an easy conversation. Would one of your pieces of advice be like, think of what you and whoever it is have in common or like what, how would you translate that into someone else's relationship? Yeah, definitely. I would say like being empathetic, I guess. Which is kind of what a lot of our interviewees said also. Um, (laughs) Finding something that you both have in common with that doesn't contradict. (laughs) Now it's so quiet. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, definitely finding something that you both have in common with can be helpful. And I think overall it's just disheartening if you can't find anything. Because that's just really frustrating and it's something you have to move past. And in that case empathy is kind of where you come from i don't know i feel like the broad like takeaway from like the like having like conversations about contentious issues like i think i tend to surround myself with like a community of people that have pretty similar environmental opinions like had similar upbringings are kind of the same mind but i've i would just say that like some of the concepts we took from from this project can be like applied to maybe more trivial things in life, personal disagreements with people about, I'm I'm not going to go into (laughs) detail about anybody's uh, dirty laundry, but um, (laughs) it's, it's just uh, being able to keep a level head and trying more to understand someone's point of view and not necessarily stoke or just totally like quench what, their feeling um but just kind of understand it and being able to provide or converse with them in a way that is more productive and is not maybe inflammatory i guess is the word i'd say but yeah i'd say that while we did gear this towards for certainly we geared it towards uh having like environmental conversations i think uh universally like the these concepts of just being a more mature empathetic conversationalist um are can be pretty helpful in everyday life yeah like kind of going off what rowan said i feel like weirdly doing the research before we did the podcast and then doing the podcast made me grow up a little bit more you know where you you know the joke that you see like everyone's like oh we thought 2020 was bad like 22 2020 whatever um (laughs) And I didn't, just like the past week, I'm like, yeah, my 2022 has not been great. And it's been full of conflicts with people like close to me. And it's definitely like helped me be level-headed in those situations, not even on a conversation base, but on like a understanding where they're coming from than just not having a hot head but just like breathing and being like okay I understand why they feel this way I can't do anything about that but I can show myself and hope that's like reciprocated kind of thing yeah it really kind of helped me grow up a little faster I think I think eventually I'll get there well not everyone but you know I might just add 
that I haven't Boo. <laughs> <laughs> practiced any of these conversations, um, particularly outside of this project, but I have thought about it and almost gotten like nervous or like I'm anticipating them because the people that I'm thinking of having them with are like family members or people very close to me in life. And I feel like that that's when there's the most risk for it getting like crazy because there's this terrible phenomenon that we're the worst to the people that we love the most. Like, why is this a thing? But I suppose it does have to do with that comfort level and well, not everyone, but I feel like most people wouldn't just like strike up a super heated, like ridiculous conversation with stranger Joe at the grocery store. Some people do, you know, but but I feel like um, these conversations happen more in intimate settings or like planned settings. Um, so yeah, I've been anticipating those conversations coming, but I haven't had them yet. Um, but I'm glad that you're feeling like you've walked away from this project changed. I feel like I have as well. What is your favorite part of the series slash like what's the most memorable part for you? Or like, did you connect with one of our people? Um, I really liked interviewing Malou because I think she's just, can we swear? (laughs) (laughs) She's just like this badass bitch and she's so like educated and poised and just like all the things that like I would want to be as a woman. And just, like, <laughs> um, I just think she, like, embodies everything that I would want to be in a woman. And, like, she's just a really great role model and, like, a cool cool gal. And, like, she's a rancher, but she's not, like, the stereotypical rancher. And, like, she's been around the world and, like, she's just smarty pants. And I don't know. Malou, if you hear this, <laughs> you're awesome. Um, I think I think mine's pretty similar <laughs> um, um, with... Bart because I feel like coming from Wyoming I'm surrounded by conventional ranchers and how I look at it I'm like I'm not a rancher but I don't think what you're doing is okay not that I have anything to do with it because I don't know how it typically works but it's interesting to see I feel like one he's also from Wyoming so I connected on that but besides the point um we also it was cool to be able to see how deep his connection was to the environment and how I can compare that to the other people around me and their experiences with the environment who are ranchers and just ranch in a different way and it was really really awesome to see a different way in which there was a connection to the environment and how he communicated that to me and Kara and just kind of overall the experience was great like talking with him he's like so much cool insight and yeah (laughs) yeah I think I mean, I'm expecting that most of us are going to have those, like, favorite moments from our own interviews, which, you know, makes sense. But definitely, like, I, with Burke's interview, I had no idea what to expect from him, and he had no idea what to expect from me, but we had such a great conversation, and it was super awesome, and I learned so much about him, and now I just think he's so awesome. And now we see each other around town, and we just get so excited, and we say hi, and it just feels so nice to just, like, know somebody, and, like, know know their whole story, and it's just, like, so cool, but 
I was like editing all these interviews. I guess my favorite part with that was just hearing all of you guys walk this person through this journey. And like, (laughs) it was just really awesome to just see everyone do so well. And then also just hear all the different perspectives and get excited about I just loved that part of just putting all the pieces together. That's really cool. Yeah, and I would say uh, my interview with Bob I thoroughly enjoyed because uh, there's a a couple to a few decades that separate us in age as well as his upbringing was on the other side of the U.S. But I noticed that in talking with him that like some of our formative experiences – which have like led to our environmental views and convictions um, were pretty similar because uh, he he was recalling like his first experiences in Montana in Yellowstone and like seeing just kind of being wowed by the West and everything. And then he mentioned going to Washington, which is where I'm from, um, and just talking about like the clear cut forests that he like saw there. And that's kind of been a big part of Washington, growing up in Washington, Western Washington, like the Seattle area is seeing a lot of like forest being cut down for suburban development and kind of cookie cutter houses. And so it was, it was interesting to, to talk about with that with him and how long it's been going on. And also he's just, He's just an interesting person to talk to in general, I think. Um, he had a lot of cool insights as far as uh, band names and as far as uh, road rage goes. So I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed hearing those perspectives from him. And yeah. Um, my favorite part about this project, it's a lot to choose from. I really enjoyed our group meetings I think that they were great. (laughs) And I think that they were not always super productive, but (laughs) they were very beneficial just to, like, get a few more friends and, like, learn stuff about each other and learn stuff about our project and, like, narrow down, like, oh, this editing is going to take way longer than we thought or, like, oh, this is going to take us only five minutes. Let's do this now. Like, that kind of stuff. I think it was really fun to just kind of strategize and just be in a group that is very supportive of each other. Yeah, I want to echo some of what you, Damara, and Kara were saying. I feel like it's not common to tell your peers that you're proud of them, but, like, I'm freaking proud of each of you, all of us, and it was so cool watching us from within. There must be some, like, meta name for that. Um... (laughs) But all develop as well and like develop a new skill set and work together to overcome challenges when they came up. But yeah, like listening to the interviews and listening to everyone be like really professional young adults was really touching and learning more about you sometimes through like listening to the interviews that you had with so and so like tomorrow. I haven't said this to you yet, so ew. <laughs> Roots trees and heard it first. Um, I also grew up in a camper. So you said what? that, and I was like, oh, what? Oh like, gosh. I'm sure you have a lot to say about that, because I sure do. Um, but 
<laughs> but like, yeah, just getting to know each of you on like a, a deeper, more personal level was really special. So thank you guys. Is there anything that you would have done differently? As far as the music goes, uh, I like... I, I like I like finished it and I was like oh yeah this is it and like I like sent it and uh, I I think it still sounds good on the on the um, podcast I just like I like sent it to my dad who is a like audio engineer and that's like what he does and if something sounds like a record that he has in ear for that and he's like yeah it's a it's a cool idea but uh it's like just send it to me so i can like normalize it and i was like yeah i'll do that and then i totally forgot to do it and uh, it could have sounded a little better oh, but yeah. No, it's not yeah anything else i think i mean mine's pretty short i just think i wish we would have had more time because i think then we could have prepared the interviews like a lot more and interviewed more people um I mean, can't really change that in the circumstances we're in, but interviewing people and putting the podcast out for like a whole year instead of four months. Yeah. I'll add on to that. Similarly, because what we, when we were writing out our paper, as you know, um, we mentioned that is either like we wish we expanded the amount of time and had like either a similar number of people or interviewed a lot less people. And in our time period and see, like, how that went and how interesting that would have been. And if we were able to, like, re-interview people, like, the farther we got into it and see how, one, our questions would change, but how their responses would change, which I feel like would be really, really interesting. Is there anything else, like, on people's hearts and minds about this experience? We juiced it all out. Juiced it. (laughs) Juiced our minds. Drink up.